0: Welcome back to the Creative Financing Podcast. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to ask you guys to scroll down a little bit and hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out a lot, encourages us to keep making more content here on the YouTube channel. Thanks so much and enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Creative Financing Podcast. Um, In last week's episode, we went over a case study with Cody, and uh, the example was subordination. And this week, we're going to go into the second option and, um, and hear about that deal and Jeff's feedback.
0: Yes. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Unless Jeff has anything he wants to, to cover beforehand.
2: Nope. I think we covered it all in depth.
0: Awesome. So quick recap of the, just the property in general, it was that single family house converted into five units, three or five, four of them are one bed, one bath. One of them's two bed, one bath. Renting for 3,700 a month, seller was asking 550. He owed about 180 on the property with 935 as his monthly payment. And then we went through all those expenses last time. So we'll go ahead and jump right into option two. So the first one was seller subordination, as Nicole said. The second one was a contract for a deed. Um, So this one structured obviously a bit differently. The purchase price at 551,200 a little above what the seller was asking. Down payment of 55,125, so right about 10% is where I wanted to be for this one because I knew he wanted a larger down payment. The interest rate was 2.75, and I chose to amortize it over 40 years um, just so we could try to get that payment down as low as possible. And then the monthly payment on the 40 year actually ended up being 1705. The term was 84 months, just like the last one, had a balloon payment of four forty three, four ninety eight. Then over that seven year period, the seller grossed six hundred forty one thousand eight hundred forty
2: three. That was my offer. So, what was the mindset here, Cody? Was this going to be more of a wholesale, or is this still something that you would consider buying?
0: So, for this one, I looked at it from both perspectives, but it would be more of a wholesale for me. I'm not at the point where I want to put down $55,000 for this kind of property because I'm more interested in cash flow right now than I am in appreciation. Mm -hmm. And like you said last time, this is more of an appreciation market.
2: Yeah. And right now, um, so looking at this, um, I like how you structured some different things. So first is contract for deed. And the reason that I like that you did it that way is that there's an underlying loan and you know that you're going to wholesale this and uh, that it's a selling point to the seller to not have to, you know, that they remain on title. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about the due on sale clause. And most buyers, most investor buyers won't have a huge problem with it. So... Uh, I, I like how you did that, and it's interesting because I'm I'm doing that less and less these days. But uh, more probably more because I'm dealing more virtually all over the place, and it's just too difficult to deal with some of these title companies. And uh, okay, so but let's think about this. I, the second thing I liked is um, you got creative with the amortization. Um, and you extended it out uh Nicole do you understand what that actually means so he actually is amortizing this over 40 years does that make sense for you
1: um does that mean like the the I guess not maybe not <laughs>
2: <All> <laughs> I, right, I, so, like
1: as I thought of my answer in my head I was like yeah that's probably not it <laughs>
2: So but most loans are amortized over 30 years and, and you certainly will see things amortized, you know, commercial over 25 or 20 years. And then you, you've certainly heard about, hey, single family, you can do a 15-year mortgage, right? And all amortization means is that, hey, your payment is going to, you're going to continue to make that same payment and at the end of 40 years, it'll be paid off, right? So uh, what he did is, rather than you can only lower a payment a few different ways, right? So you can keep lowering the interest rate. He's already down to 2.75. Uh, you can amortize the loan over longer um, or you start offering either more money down or less for a purchase price. And so he, he decided to extend it. The only Negative, in my opinion, is that you're not going to get much principal pay down over that time, right? So you're getting, uh, you know, and just so everyone knows that this is the way you would figure it out. So you would take your $551,200, the purchase price, minus your down payment. So $496,075. 55, $55,125, 496075 right? $496. Um, so that's your present value and um, your interest rate 2.75 and then now if you're amortizing it over 40 months it's 40 times 12 so 480 Mm -hmm. and you're going to come up with your payment of 1705 and now to figure out your balloon without clearing your calculator you're just going to put in your 84 months is in and then solve for future value. So I guess you are getting um you know about 40 what 46 forty seven thousand pay down over seven years. Um uh, that's about what six thousand seven six and a half, sixty five hundred a year. Uh it's not terrible, um, uh, but you would still have to refinance 443498 four ninety eight after uh, seven years. And that's with you already putting down 55000 Okay, so we already know. Um, and then you have that. Here's the other thing that I really like that you did is um, tell me about why you included seller gross.
0: Yeah, so since there was a loan on this property, I wanted to show the seller how much he would make over that seven-year period. And since there's a loan, it'd be gross instead of net. But this just shows him that, hey, if, you, if you're if you willing to leave your money in this property, you'll still get a monthly payment. And you're going to make an extra 90000 on top of the purchase price just from waiting a little bit.
2: Good. Uh, and how did you figure that out, by the way?
0: So for the seller gross, I always start with taking the monthly payment times the term. So okay. that's 1705 times 84. And then I add in the down payment to so that 55, 125, and then add in the balloon payment.
2: Excellent. Good. And th- that's exactly what I would do. And you can see <laughs> that the seller's grossing, you know, 90 something thousand dollars. And but in reality, And that's why we write gross, because uh, he has this underlying debt. If this was free and clear, we would write net, and he would actually be getting all of that money. So let's talk about the negative. Do you think that he's going to take this offer?
0: No, I don't. I've actually talked to him before. I don't think he would move forward with this, mainly because the interest rate was the biggest thing that bugged him if he was going to leave his money in it so long.
2: So the, the interest rate is like the, the least of my issues. I, I actually would have gone in less. <laughs> so um, uh, what, what I wouldn't like if I were him is, one is, first of all, we, we know from the previous episode, he is asking too much money for this property, right? Now, th- this property does not justify the price he's asking based on the income. And, uh, and if nothing else comes out of this, then uh, we learn that, hey, we can look at a property pretty quickly and, and figure out, do we really want to get involved? And uh, and if there was some negotiations that needed to go on here, that, that's exactly how they would go, is that, look, the, the asking price is not in line with what you're bringing in um, after expenses. Uh, that the property can't afford that purchase price. It'd probably be better to convert it back to a single-family home, and uh, th- that it's not working this way. And <laughs> and I could show him, right? I, I could show him based on what we we went through in our last episode. But one of the things that we know is that you're you're paying him seventeen oh five a month, okay. He's got a payment of, what, $910 or something. Uh, yeah. And we thought that was PITI, but I, I've got my questions about whether that's true or not. And so let, let's say it's not. Well, let's just say it's principal and interest. So he's making $800 a month. But that's that's what he's getting, right? Because mm-hmm. 900 and whatever $10 is going to the bank and the balance is going to him. So... He gets 55000 That's good. That's you know, uh, about the, the pretty much the max that I would offer. And I'd probably offer him less on this kind of deal. Um, but I can't really get that payment much lower. And uh, so, you know, is he willing to take $800 a month cash flow when we're talking about having what, $320,000 in equity still sitting there? Because that's really what he's getting, right? $800 for his $320,000 in equity. Um, I I know he wants, you know, probably 5% interest and blah, blah, blah. Um, And I would tell him no. Uh, (laughs) And if anyone's willing to give that to you, you should jump on it because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. um and you know this doesn't make sense but if i were going into it let's say that the numbers were you know let's say that they were he, he was bringing in $5,000 a month right mm-hmm. so we're $1,300 more what i would probably do is i don't really like amortizing over more than 30 years um i'd like the creativity and i've done it a few times uh, but typically what that means is that it's that the property is way overpriced and uh, you know we're trying to find ways to keep our payment down and but we're giving up something by doing that. and that's that principal paydown. So we better be getting a long enough term for it to kind of even out for us. Seven years isn't bad, but I'd probably want 10 or 12 um yeah. or 15 and uh and for me i i would do rather than offer 2.75 i would offer like my hybrid which you yeah, know i don't really want to go into too much detail but well, now that we're doing youtube we'll do a whole series on how to use the hybrid interest rate but it's kind of a, a mix between simple interest and an amortized amount then i would just do two and a half and I would figure out what's the payment that I could afford to pay. And you know what? That's it. Um, Because even though I want to go into every deal trying to solve the problem and give the seller what they want, there's some deals I can't. And this is one deal you can't. And so if you're even going to make an offer, it's like, here it is. Take it or leave it. Um, and you know, I'm not even I'm not negotiating and and, I'm not going to be rude about it. I'm going to just say, look, here's why. Um, and I, I've done that in the last couple of weeks. I've had to tell people, yeah, you are asking absolute retail if not more. Um, you know, I would have to put down 30 to 40 percent to see any positive cash flow. Why in the world would I want to do that? My, my return on investment is nothing. Uh, if I only put down 25, 30%, I get to lose money. Uh, you tell me, does that make sense to you? Uh, and we can get creative here. Uh, but ultimately the, the price is too high. And, uh, what we know based on, you know, some of our 0% financing that, Hey, maybe we could do something like that. You know, there's still not enough income here, right. That There just is not. Um, uh, you know, I, I pretty much want like seven, $800 of that thousand dollars that is left over after paying his underlying debt, which means that we can pay him like two, $300. Um, and uh, or none right (laughs) so uh there's just not really much of a way that we could structure this but you know one of the ways might be is and he's not going to go for it right if he's already um coming back to you on interest rate at (laughs) 2.75 certainly not going to say yeah i'll take principal only payments um yeah but and then you've got to decide hey is it worth you know pointing all this out on this one it's not even worth it because there's nothing he can really do about it Mm -hmm. um uh you know the, the deal just is not a good one it's not going to work and that's why it's almost as important to be able to identify the ones that that can work so you're not spending all this time dealing with ones that are like you know you're making these offers you're negotiating and then you're like oh wait um, or, or even worse, you go through with it, and then you find out, right, that that is not what you want to happen. Uh, but it's fairly easy you know, when you understand how the numbers work to look at the deal, spend a few minutes. You know, now, are all the numbers correct? Who knows, right? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know in some states the taxes get reassessed immediately upon a sale so taxes could go up and uh you know in some states it could be a significant jump and uh my guess is on this one it would probably go up a bit um so uh we're not even taking that into account and there are, there's just no money here. And I don't really see any upside, right? There's no value add, and mm-hmm. it's not like, hey, I could go do a little bit of work and I can get, you know, $500 more a month. It's like, I don't see it. Um, and when you're renting more like rooms, you, have, you typically have more turnover. And so uh, yeah, you, your vacancy might be significantly more than even that 5%. So I think the goal should be to, one, run your numbers first, um, be able to go through that little exercise like Nicole and I did on the last episode where we're looking at, hey, if we were to go to the bank and just go get a conventional loan, do the numbers even work? And the less they work, the less likely that you're going to be able to structure something. And, um, and know that when sometimes when there's existing debt, and yep, he's got plenty of equity, but the income just doesn't leave enough to cover his debt service, cover his equity, and cover, you know, some cash flow. Uh, And on a property like this, you know, if you were putting down 50 grand, um, you know, and you're going to get an assignment fee, right? Well, What, Cody, would you think would have been your assignment 15? I know that that, you probably thought about that, right? So Yeah,
0: if that. And it sounds like a lot of times it's better. I mean, it's important to be able to identify good deals, but just as important to identify the bad ones, save your time. Yeah, you want to move on, right?
2: Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, and both of you have heard me say that uh, it's certainly – easier to move on when you have lots of leads right then it's like all right move on no big deal and when you don't have lots of leads now you're trying to make something happen with whatever you got and um and you can certainly try on this one but um you're not going to be very happy in the long run that this this isn't this isn't the type of property you really want um there's you know even if you were able to get that subordination deal um where you came out of pocket with no money uh which more than likely wouldn't happen but yeah uh you still don't want this property um, yeah so those are some of the things that that you need to to look at and whether you're wholesaling or acquiring and uh, you gotta know creative financing doesn't work for every deal <laughs> uh uh now, we can make it work for deals that uh, we really thought it couldn't work for, but sometimes it's just better to, like, no. Uh, the, and when there's no money left, it's pretty easy.
0: Yeah, that's always helpful to hear that reminder, to just not waste your time chasing something that's not feasible.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, that way you can spend your time on you know something that you can make money on. What are Your thoughts, Nicole? Did this one make a little more sense? Um, did you have any yeah. questions? Uh,
1: this one definitely made a little more sense just because in the last episode, uh, just going over that little exercise made a lot of uh, made, a, made it make a lot more sense. Um, uh, but when I did put this in my calculator, I just want to make sure that I did this right because I feel like maybe it's wrong. So, n would be. 84 months, right? No. Let's oh, okay, back. well then, oh, that's
2: mean, what I did wrong. Whiteboard.
1: Yeah,
0: or I have, I can do this calculator without help. Go Whatever through Whatever you would like. You say you prefer the whiteboard? I don't care. Okay. All right, so let's go through this calculator, Nicole.
2: Yeah, why don't you do it, Cody? You show her.
0: Sure. So for this calculator, so we've got to get the present value. And then what'd you say that was on your end?
1: Um, so it was the purchase price minus the down payment, which was 496
0: uh 75.
1: So 496.75. Yeah, uh 075. Sorry.
0: 075. So that is the present value. The interest nope, or, yeah, nope, the interest rate. That's still wrong.
1: Yeah. Zero, 0, it's just 0.
0: zero five, 0.75, five. okay, <laughs> yeah, there so we go. now we have the right present value. Yeah. Interest rate, yeah. 2.75. Since mm-hmm. we amortized it over 40 years, period will to be 480. Oh, got it,
1: okay.
0: And then you click payment and that's where you get the 17.05 as your monthly payment.
2: So now once you have the four variables, so you got to solve for payment first, Now you can solve for what is the value some point in the future, right? So Mm -hmm. Cody picked 84 months. He could have picked 80. He could have picked 86. He could have picked 45. Whatever you pick, now Mm -hmm. you would just enter it back into N, Mm -hmm. 84, and now solve for FV future value.
0: Yeah, and then the balloon payment of that 443, about 500, that's where that comes into play. Does
2: that I
1: that make I sense? Think I, yeah, I think I got on the slide, um, I think I got confused with, because it had 84 months on there, but I think I was confusing that for uh, the like calculation just before that.
0: Mm, I see.
2: Yeah. And you yeah. always, you, you can't figure out your balloon payment or your future value without having a payment in there already, even if the payment's mm-hmm. zero. So yeah, you've got to know what that is. And so you would figure out the first part of the equation, then you can figure out the second part.
1: Yeah, um, I just, when I try to solve for payment, it came out to like 6,900 and I was like, yeah, I did something wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for going over that.
2: Yeah, because you you're now saying an 84 equal payments uh mm-hmm. will be paid off. So yeah. Yeah, probably a little higher than <laughs> even we wanted in this case. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. A- anything else? Did we cover it all?
0: Yeah, that's that's all of it. Those are the, both the options, and definitely helpful to cut my ties with this one and move on and spend my good. time other places.
2: Good. And I still think it was a good learning. Uh, experience uh, to go through both options for sure. So thank you for presenting those, and uh, please, you know, let us know how we're doing. Rate and review us. Uh, that's how we stay on doing what we're doing. So, uh, give us feedback on our new format. Uh, having Cody and Nicole with me, and you know, what kind of topics you want to hear from us. Uh, really quickly. Um, we have a Facebook group, uh, the Creative Financing Facebook group. Uh, go and join. Happy to look at your deal structuring, um, answer your questions. Very smart people in the group. Uh, if you are interested in furthering your education, we have two programs. We have the apprentice program. Both Nicole and Cody are a part of it, and. Uh, We deal with wholesaling virtually, acquiring, uh, creative finance, a little bit of everything, single family, multifamily, commercial, uh, um, something that we can tailor to, you know, how much time that you have and uh, what your goals are. If you are interested in that, contact Rebecca at weofferoptions.com. And then, of course, the Creative Financing Academy that I started as the podcast started. And uh, we focus on all things creative, uh, all the different exit strategies and offers and clauses. And uh, whether you want to supplement your business with creative finance or you want to build a business around creative finance, uh, give me a shout. Um, Contact me at Jeff at WeOfferOptions.com. Happy to chat with you and go over all the different things that we offer within the programs. Um, please let other people know about our podcast. And any last words, the two of you?
0: The last thing I'll say is oh, if you YouTube.
2: want... Go ahead, yeah. YouTube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want your deal evaluated in this kind of fashion, we'll probably do something like that going forward. So go ahead and put it in the Facebook group Um, give us those same details we went through and we can go through and have Jeff analyze it. He's the, he's the expert.
2: I'm happy to do it too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, All of the, uh, all of the things that Jeff mentioned will be in the description below. If you're on YouTube and in the show notes, if you're on the podcast, uh, Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen.
2: Yes, check out our new YouTube channel as now it'll become more of a visual for you, and I think it'll become even more helpful. Um, thank you for listening. As always, go create some terms. Till next time.